Okay, uh, still to come, we've got Dave Computer coming up at the top of the hour, also presiding officer Kevin McCaffrey. First up, though, Dr. Ron Sinagra in the Sunrise Wellness Center. What a job he does. You can get a free consult with a good man at 631-563-1444. Go to the website, Sunrise Wellness Center, LR.com. They have four mentions, Sinagra. Sir, how are you on this Tuesday? How you been, all right? I'm doing well. Good morning, Jay. How about yourself? I am hanging in there, pal. Hanging hey, in there. Busy one. I didn't forget you. Last week when we were on, you asked me the difference between the vitamin Ds, vitamin D2, vitamin D3. And it's, it was I didn't want to get into it because we were in, in, in the midst of another topic. But it's really simple. Uh, vitamin D2 is plant-based, and vitamin D3 is only found in animal sources. Uh, and vitamin D3 is the superior source. It's, it's uh, in raising vitamin D levels in the blood. Uh, there's gotcha. also two vitamin D tests. Uh, there's 25-hydroxyvitamin D, and there's also the 125-dihydroxyvitamin D blood test. The difference between the two tests is the 25-hydroxyvitamin D is the best test to check serum vitamin D levels. The 125-hydroxyvitamin D test, that checks your vitamin D after it's been processed by the kidneys and uh, your body takes vitamin D in the kidneys and it processes it with uh, with calcium um, and parathyroid hormone and why would we check that well because if that levels off that could show uh, bone loss and kidney problems too so sometimes wow. you can check the 125 but most people it's the 25 hydroxy vitamin D is the most common test and uh, the animal source of vitamin D3 is superior. Um, and again, the dosage uh, in the wintertime uh, that I, I, I recommend is 5,000 IUs per day. Uh, that really keeps you at a nice level, and, and that, that's a, a good way to uh, keep your vitamin D level stable since we're not getting out into the sun at all uh, until at least May. <laughs> so, uh, But I brought you some good stuff today, kid. I appreciate that. You see, with you, uh, you know why you're good? Because when we ask you a question and you'll research it and you'll come back on the show the following week and, and give us, uh, you know, uh, an answer as far as what we need to know. So we give you credit for that. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I wanted to talk today about fatty liver. And it, it's very common, and it's uh, the most common form of this is non alcoholic fatty liver. Uh, and if you have belly fat, if you can't see your toes when you look down, you have fatty liver. And, and fatty liver is when you develop deposits of liver, excuse me, deposits of fat in your liver tissue. And when that happens, wherever those fat deposits are, that part of the liver is not functioning. So it really does affect that, and that can become sclerotic and fibrotic over time. It can lead to uh, actually... Uh, sclerosis over if it really progresses to to the uh to the end stages but here's the here's the kicker if you ask most people what do you think causes fatty liver what do you think most people would say is it, i will probably say uh fatty foods i don't know <laughs> uh, it's it's believe it or not it's it's carbohydrates okay. um Let's go back and understand uh, when you get your blood tested for your cholesterol. They check cholesterol, yes. triglycerides, HDLs, high-dense lipoproteins, and LDL, low-dense. Well, remember, triglycerides are not fat that you eat. 
triglycerides are your body converting excess glucose into triglycerides. Your body views high blood sugar as such a threat that it ships the extra glucose to the liver where it gets converted to triglycerides. And when you have so much of it, you end up depositing it in the liver. So if you look at this country right now and we have insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes is almost epidemic, uh, when we have obesity at high levels and we have just such a, a, uh, a terrible diet in this country, fatty liver is very common. Now the problem is, even up until almost cirrhosis, the, the, the liver, you, when you have issues with your liver, you don't produce a lot of symptoms until almost end stage. So the only way to know if you have fatty liver is if you've had a, a CAT scan, an MRI, or a sonogram, or your liver enzymes uh, on a blood test show up very high. That's an indication of fatty liver. So when you have these problems, you have to look at, okay, what can we do? Well, obviously, you got to change your diet. The reason we get fatty liver is we eat too many carbohydrates. The standard American diet is killing us. We're not meant to eat simple sugars and processed simple grains and, you know, bagels, pizza, pasta, all the snacks, the cakes, the cookies, the uh, all the uh, uh, simple sugars that we get. The, the killer, believe it or not, is high fructose corn syrup. Now, high fructose corn syrup in the early 70s was only about 2 or 3% of the sweetener used in our food supply. Now it's close to 50%. And if you look at almost anything, any kind of snack food, any kind of cake, any kind of drink, high fructose corn syrup is, is, is the number one sweetener. And the problem with high fructose corn syrup is once it gets into your digestive system, it doesn't need insulin to be processed into the body. It just goes directly into your liver. So high fructose uh, uh, corn syrup is a direct cause of non-alcoholic fatty liver. So removing that from your diet's important and also lowering your insulin levels. So when I talk about that, people get a little confused. If There's something called a glycemic index. And Depending on what food you eat, some foods are very high on the glycemic index. That means if a food's high on the glycemic index, that means when you ingest it, it produces a lot of insulin. It, it, your body's response is high. One of the highest is rice. So if you eat 500 calories of rice, your insulin's going to skyrocket. If you eat 500 calories of avocado, it's hardly going to budge. So picking out foods that are lower on the glycemic index and simple grains like like bagels are one of the worst. God, they taste good. <laughs> and pasta and, and these other simple carbs, potatoes, uh, especially uh, any type of, uh, you know, the instant potatoes, these things just blow up your insulin. And these are leading causes that lead to fatty liver. So once you get fatty liver, there, there's things that you can do. But another issue that happens with this is that when we have a bad gut, when we have the microbiome that's not in right balance, meaning good bacteria versus bad, something called SIBO, we've talked about that, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And people are like, well, wait a minute, how could that affect the liver? When we have overgrowth of the bad bacteria, these bad bacteria, like mostly gram-negative bacteria, they produce something called an endotoxin.
So these bacteria produce almost like a slug trail. And that slug trail is a lipopolysaccharide, which is an endotoxin. It is highly inflammatory. And if that gets into the liver, what happens is it triggers an inflammatory response from your immune system. So that triggers inflammation in the liver. So basically, the, the old saying is, you know, bad gut, bad body. And it always goes back to, and you know, we always seem, I always seem to go back to the basics of, of, of fixing the gut. Because if you, if you don't have a healthy gut, you can't have a healthy body. So if you do have fatty liver, it's very correctable. The, the most repairable and resilient organ in the body is the liver. You can bring it back from almost the abyss. And there's certain ways that you can do it. Obviously, changing the diet, reducing insulin is very important. But there's certain nutrients that I wanted to bring up a few today. And by far, the most important one is omega-3 fatty acids that we get from uh, fish oil, EPA, DHA, even uh, on a, uh, a plant-based flaxseed oil, which is ALA, is also an omega-3 fatty acid. Phenomenal for the fat, excuse me, for the liver and to uh, remove excess fat from the liver. Uh, the second is a supplement called L-carnitine. L-carnitine actually helps uh, process fatty acids, so it helps clear the liver of this excess fat deposits. Um, the third one is really interesting. It's called Tudka. Now, I'm sure you probably didn't hear of it. Most people haven't. Tudka is a bile, a bile salt, um, and bile salts are produced in the liver itself, but bile salts are an emulsifier, like that Dawn liquid commercial, you know, uh, where it, it breaks up the fat on, and the grease in the pan. Well, bile salts do that, and they help emulsify and clean out the gallbladder um, and, and common bile duct very, very helpful in uh, breaking down this excess fat deposits in the liver. Bears produce tremendous amounts of tutka, but you know, a bear goes into the den at 1,200 pounds, and it comes out of the den at 800 pounds. So for months upon months, it's living off its fat stores. So tutka is a big part of processing and emulsifying those fats in the bear, uh, but it's very helpful for humans. Uh, to help with fatty liver. Uh, the next one is choline. Uh, choline is an essential nutrient, and that one also helps rid the liver from fat. And the last two are alpha-lipoic acid. Now, alpha-lipoic acid is amazing because it is water-soluble and fat-soluble. So it really gets into the liver, and it really helps reduce that fat accumulation. And the last one I want to talk about is, is the Mac Daddy, N-acetylcysteine. We've talked about this a lot. N-acetylcysteine is the king. It's an amino acid. And once it is absorbed through the digestive tract, it gets converted to glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant of the human body. N-acetylcysteine is so powerful at cleansing the liver that in the medical field, if someone comes into the hospital with acetaminophen poisoning, excess Tylenol. Somebody tries to, let's say, take their own life by swallowing a bottle of Tylenol. The way that they detoxify is with N-acetylcysteine. So using N-acetylcysteine along with choline, alpha-lipoic acid, L-carnitine, tutka, and omega-3 fatty acids, you can actually reverse fatty liver. So the bottom line is this. You, we have to change our diets, and fatty liver is not your problem. 
fatty liver is the effect of just this insane amount of simple carbs and uh, high fructose corn syrup that's in our diet. Our, our diet really is killing us in this country. So if you have this problem, if you've been diagnosed with this problem, if you want to correct this problem, uh, it's very simple to do. Your liver is incredibly resilient. And if you need help doing it, well, that's what we do at the, at the Wellness Center. But I just thought I'd share that with you. No, it's good uh, stuff. And, you know, yeah, I try, the biggest, I try thing, the biggest thing, Doc, would be, you know what? I Listen, all these supplements are well and good. But really, it's about watching your diet. You know, you mentioned the sugars and everything else, the fructose syrup. This is just, it's a simple task about discipline, watching your diet. Watch what you eat. And that's how you no, curb this you stuff. Now, everything the doc time, said will be on his website, sunrisewellnesscenterli.com. Again, stand up. Can't see your toes? Guess what? You got a problem. Uh, so, in essence, curb that. Get yourself on the healthy trail right away. Sunrise Wellness Center, LA.com. Call for a free consult, 631 5 Great stuff, my friend.